0: All right, you know, about what, what the Ecclesia is all about. A lot of things that we talk about that uh, Apostle Johnny's told us about, we know the word part. You know, we, we've we received the word, it's changed our life, and now we've got to go and it's got to be a word and a work. The word, and this is the work of the ministry. And that's what this is about, to equip us and to prepare us and to be judged. And to be challenged, you know, I've, he's talked about a lot about how people don't want to come to church because they don't feel judged. <laughs> Judge me now instead of then. Somebody tell me the truth. So there's some things that we're going to go over of what, is, what really is an ecclesia. What are some things that we're supposed to be and we should be walking in? Because that's part of the work, what we're walking in. And not just know the words because they've got power in it. But unless that word is performed, then that's all it is. Y'all understand that? You know, uh, the, the word that Yah- Yahweh spoke, if that thing didn't work and perform, we would be in trouble. And that's why we, we always talk about speaking homologio, which means speaking the same. Speaking the same as Yahweh. Not speaking the same as that, that, uh, that alcoholic that you work with. Not speaking the same as him. But speak the same as Yahweh, and maybe that'll... Impact that guy who's really searching for what we have because there's no other fulfillment, there's no other righteousness and peace and joy that comes any other way but that way. And that's why it's so important that we tend to those things, we pursue those things, we seek after those things, we find those things, and we do those things and not just put it on the back shelf and say, Oh, I already know that. That's like people have said. I don't need to come to church because I already know these words. Well, guess what? To him who's been given much, much is required. You know, that means we got to do something with it. We've been given something, now we got to do something with it. Now, what do we need to do? Well, I'm going to talk about some areas in our life and, and circumstances and the characters that should we should be doing. And it really should happen in a, I can't say a natural way, but a supernatural way in our life. It should because we've got the Word of God, we've got the Spirit of God, the Ruach of God, and when we give in to that and we surrender our life through baptism with the forgiveness of sins, and we've been set free, now we have a new life, those things should just come out of us. We should desire to do those things. Look forward to them. Can't wait and not have this attitude. I got to do that, and y'all know what I'll say. You ain't got to, you get to. So, and that's, that's our, uh, how we got to look at it, but this is, I don't want this to be so simple that we overlook it, but the, the first thing that's a characteristic of how we should be, is love. Bottom line, guys, if we're not really loving, I'm not talking about, I love you as long as you can do something for me, or I, I really got this agenda, so you're going to be my best friend until it's over. I'm not talking about that. That ain't love. That's selfishness. But we're going to talk about what some things that really love is. Listen to this Yeshua said, This is my commandment that we what? Love who? One another. And let me tell you, if we cannot love in the ecclesia, we are kidding ourselves of really loving something else. Well, I don't get along with that person. Well, I don't mean you got to go spend 24 7 with them, but we got to love them. We got to love them because, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, I know y'all don't believe this about me, but believe it or not, each and every one of us have some issues that we got to deal with. And we hope that someone will love us enough to walk with us, encourage us, be there for us through those things. It's amazing how people want it from them, but when they want to have to give back, They don't want anything to do with that. That ain't love. That's selfishness. All right? God ain't about that. Listen That you should love one another as how? As I have loved you. That's Yeshua speaking. We should love one another. You should love, I should love every person in this house the same way. Now listen to this. One another. It didn't didn't give specifics. Your favorite person or that that guy that you... uh, like or that girl you like or you um, your job you want to you love your boss who will give you a big raise I'm not talking about that I'm talking about the love listen to this the same exact way that who loved us let me hear you good I'm glad you do not say uh, that name Yeshua the same way and how was that gave himself well, I got to do that See, that's where, that's where true love comes in, guys. We get to do it. That, that's, that's on John 15, 12 and 13, 34. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not the brother, and that ain't just uh, Johnny and my sister Janet and my sister Charlotte loving me. We're not talking about j- just that brother. You're not my brother. I'm Y'all know what we're talking about. We're going we're to go on where it says, to love even your stinking jerk enemies. I'm done. I, I can't do that. Yes, you can. All right. Listen to this. Because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. 1 John three fourteen through 16. Above all things. This is 1 Peter 4, 8. Above all things. Have fervent love. Not just, I love you. Fervent love among yourselves, for love shall cover the multitude of sins. Not fake love. Not cover it the way you say, well, I won't tell somebody. Let me tell you something about Miss Johnson. Y'all remember that? That was, that was, that was scriptural stuff in the Living Color years ago. I tried to get my son. I lived up there on the Mount Zion on the, the kingdom up there At that two at uh, Double Wide Mobile Home, and I didn't have, I didn't have uh, any cable. And my sister swore to me she would record that and never did. So I got to get past this forgiveness stuff with that. But that's okay. Jonathan come through when Christmas and bought me the whole first season of it. And I said, what about the other seasons? You don't only love me the first season? All right. That was years ago. Wow. All right. Cover a multitude of sins. Let me tell you, when you you go through stuff and you got people who truly love you, that love will cover that multitude of sin. It'll help get you delivered, walk you through it every single day, not just when I'm in the mood for it. So many things that we have to our good that we use so often maybe for our evil, and that's the phone, Internet, going by and see them, anything like that. Text them, whatever. Those simple little things like that. This is above all, put on love. Above what, above all. Now what does all mean? All. Whether you like it or not, it's still all. Above all, put on love, the bond of perfectness. Listen to this. That's in Colossians 3.14. This is John, 1 John 3.18. Let us love in word. I love you. That's nice. I appreciate it. Hey, could you help me? Uh, but indeed and in truth. 1 John 3.18. Listen to this. Uh, Remember, love is a spiritual principle required by the law of Christ, and it should be obeyed with joy. Sure. What do you need? Now, if you ask me to do too many things, I'm not that, that equipped to do too many things, but I can say, yeah, that looks good, man. Move it a little bit over to the left. I can do that. But most people, that ain't what they want. All right? Listen to this. Uh, if we cannot do this, we cannot please Him. This is the next thing. We must have the Spirit of Christ. And what does that mean to have the Spirit of Christ? The Bible says it'll teach us all things. Well, I don't need to go to church. The Bible says the the, the Spirit of Christ uh, teaches us all things. Well, where do you think the the, the part of the Spirit of Christ that's in us, where that impartation and the person that brings that word, that's why I wanted you to participate, because you've got a word, you've got a purpose, you've got a part here. And that's why I was not going to get a there and just sing and perform and go through that. We are doing this. And y'all sense the presence and the power of that? Just, just when me, he said, hey, Johnny, come up here and read that. And guess what? First time he read it. But what did he do the second time? He talked about it. See, it's coming out of him. That's what I was wanting to squeeze a little bit. Let that come out of him because I know it's in him. I know it's in you. But the thing is, we've got to let that out right here. This is where it out. The incarnate of Yeshua here. His presence in the earth, per se, is through us. You know why? We are his body. Now, I know we've been told that, but we've got to really understand we are really his body. How is Yeshua going to walk around if, his, if this body ain't there? We are that. He's incarnate in the ecclesia. All right? The Spirit of Christ. If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And the way that the proof that we have the Spirit of Christ is what we do, maybe what we say. Because out of the abundance of the heart, what happens? Mouth speaks. We, We speak what's in our heart. We speak out of our mouth what's in our heart comes out of us. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are, listen to this, the sons of God. And that sons of God is talking about the mature. They're led by the Spirit of God. We can have the Spirit of God if we don't pay any attention to it. There's things that happen, I've used this a lot. There's things that happen that um, we get frustrated, say in traffic a lot. We get frustrated about the traffic, don't you? I live out there by the Autobahn 64th Avenue Road I come out on there and I just that's the clutch I give it the gas close my eyes and start praying in tongue and the Spirit of God said Joe Johnny kissed me but we get frustrated that things that aggravate us because it don't go the way that we think it should go so we get all man frustrated at God cuz the person out and come flying around them and give them the one way you know quote unquote Jesus loves you son as we go around them, and then we go behind them, and all of a sudden, it says, on our bumper sticker, it says, L. <laughs> oh, you mean, where's the, where's, the, where's the H and the L on the other end? Because you're giving them hell. But let me tell you, I tell my wife all the time, and honey, I tell her, I said, the other Wednesday night, I was sharing about that, and I had to tell on her, about how she was running people off the road, and everything else. I'm just kidding. But we, we talk about, you know, this is, traffic's crazy. But I said, we just got to toss it up to, to us in Yahweh of something that's happened down the road somewhere. Who knows? And literally, it has literally, she's a witness, it has literally happened. We're, we're, we're way back, we're time, and all of a sudden, they're ahead of us. So, it's not the end of the world. Let the spirit of Yahweh, that his ruach, let it rule in our heart and our mind. And His Word, because He's wanting to teach us that. But if we're led by the Spirit of God, we're the mature ones, because we're willing to yield to it. Immature believers don't want to yield to it. Those who think that they're mature and not—I've told you a thousand times—Johnny was being facetious at the old haunted house, and he says, "Is there any weasels in the house?" And this guy in the back said, "We all started laughing." That's proof that you're not a weos because you don't have to go around bragging about it. That's the proof of it. Yeah, I'm the weos. Alrighty then. Listen to this. Because ye are sons, God had sent forth his spirit, the spirit of his son, into your hearts. There it is. It's that check thing. Y'all know what I'm talking about. When we're in the middle of something and that thought comes, there's always that check. Always, but we'll la 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 la, la, la we'll ignore it. But it's always that gut check, and it's never wrong. Telling you it's never wrong. The Spirit of God has never told me to do anything that was wrong or sinful ever. So that's real simple. What is this? Wrong and sinful. Yeah, but that might have been God trying to show me something so I can understand what they deal with in their sin Man, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll, we'll validate anything, won't we? It's amazing. All right. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts. If ye are sons, then ye are, listen to this, heirs of Yahweh. What is that worse, guys? His spirit in us? Be as sons, be led of the spirit, not fight against it, and we'll be... Heirs of Yahweh. In other words, well done. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, self-control. I'll go through those one more time so you can see. I think I might be one of those. What was that one? Hey, that it, guys. That's what we're after. And that is something what is in us should automatically come out of us. I know we get moves. I know we need a Snickers bar. You know, we just stick stickers, Snickers. Everything's great now. I think that's the spirit of Yahweh's in that Snickers bar somehow. That is those Oreos. Uh, but listen to this. The fruit of the Spirit. In other words, if you've got the Spirit of God in us, this is what we should be. The fruit of that should be in our life. And it should be something. Man, I got to work. I got I'm working so hard trying to have joy. I just... That should automatically happen, except when we're not part of it. Listen to this. The fruit of the Spirit is love. And sometimes we teach it's love. And then the fruits of love are these things. Let me tell you something. Without love, you must delete on everything else. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. Don't you want some joy? Joy Bishop back there? Peace. Here's a good one. Long suffering. I don't want to have long suffering because I think he's a jerk. And I think, well, guess what? What if someone thought you was a jerk but put up with you? It's amazing. We don't want to look in that mirror. But these are the fruits that, when we have the Spirit of Yahweh, should automatically be produced in our life. What's this? To the point that it should be difficult for us to sin. Think of that. Oh, you're gone now. Oh, yeah, you're crazy. Now, why not? Is God's spirit not greater than that? If we desire that and we yield to that to his spirit instead of yielding to our own desires and pleasures and everything else, that's the problem. But we're, we're telling you, we got love. We got to have the spirit of Christ. Long-suffering, Gentleness. Goodness, faith, meekness, which means you're teachable. Yeah, I'm the wheels. I, I don't. I don't need to come to church because I already know all those words. I already know about hell. Isn't it amazing that some people feel like they should not sin because they found out what the truth of hell really is? I, we should be so happy that the truth of what that is, that God so loved us, that He didn't do that, even to the, the worst enemy. But because God so loved, what did he do? He gave. Why? Because he loved. That's why, that's, that's the top tier here, guys. Meekness, here's a, here's a good one, guys. This is Galatians 5, and 23, if you don't believe me. Here's one. Self-control! I got self-control! You should see me if I didn't have self-control. Come on. The fruit, the the spirit of Christ is a gentle spirit. Gentle. You know, the the real people that'll give you a butt whooping is really the quiet, gentle people. Those who run their mouth, let me tell you something. (laughs) Until something happens, they're gone. When he was reviled, he reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not He suffered, but he threatened not. But committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. It's 1 Peter 2, 23. Here's the third thing. Dectusia. We got to have a living faith, not just a faith. And say, oh, I got faith. I can speak God's word. Yeah, we got to speak God's word. But it's got to be a living faith. It's got to be a doing faith. It has to be a work. We can't just say this. Now, if we don't have faith... We did a teaching, um, uh, did a teaching the other study, and I, I followed up with a Wednesday night of it. And it was talking about, if you ain't got the faith, because let me tell you something, God, sometimes we get in a place, we just ain't got it. And guess what? Our mind and our, our um, carnal mind and that, that thing that just hammers us will beat us up and say, I just don't have faith. Internal dialogue is going. Man, I'm sorry. I just don't have the faith for it. That's why we need the Ecclesia. And let me tell you something. Being in that place of needing the Ecclesia is not a bad place. Because we all going to be there. One time or another. But here's the key. Find you the Ecclesia brother that you love or whatever. I'm talking about men and men and women and women. I kind of like that, I love that brother over there. Chester's married. Sorry. So if we if if you ain't got the faith, if you ain't got the faith, let somebody in the Ecclesia have that faith for you. Well, how is that? How are they gonna have faith for me? It's all through the Bible. And one that spoke to me, I was teaching the other Wednesday night, and the Lord showed me this thing. It's very simple. But the centurion, y'all remember the centurion? Wasn't even a believer. Wasn't even a believer. He went to Yeshua and said, hey, uh, Yeshua. My master, I mean, my, my my one of my workers, my slave, or whatever you want to call them, is sick. The servant. He's, they're sick. Can you pray for them? He said, I, I tell you what, I tell you, I'll, uh, I'll I'll come there as soon as I'm done here. He says, uh-uh. Now, who was the one that was sick? The servant. Who was the one that was well? The centurion. Servants wore out. They had no faith. Might not even, even believe God. But listen to this. I'm trying to encourage you on, on if you're struggling, that ain't the end of the stinking world. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might and be strong in somebody that loves you that will walk with it and have their faith. Listen to this. He said this, you don't have to come to my house. I'm not even worthy for you to be under my roof. He says, I too am a man under authority. When I tell them to do something, they do it. And he recognized the authority of Yeshua. And he says, listen to this. All you have to do is speak the word, and I know it will happen. That servant was sick. Could have been the verge of dying here. Sick. Didn't have faith for it. But somebody, listen to this. Somebody loved that person enough. And I hope it wasn't a selfish level. I got to get you to get up and do some stuff. Hope it wasn't that. The, the, Ameri- the American, uh, love American style love. He said, all you got to do is speak the word. And I know that, that it will happen. They'll be healed. And guess what Yeshua said? Whoa. I haven't seen so much faith in all of Israel. All of the supposedly believers. Listen to this. I haven't seen so much faith. And he says, according to your faith, so let it be done. Not their faith, his faith. Let it be done. And guess what? The Bible says that same day he was totally healed. Yeshua didn't go there, he didn't lay hands on anybody, but somebody had some faith. That impressed Yeshua. He said, man, I haven't seen this most faith. And all of you are supposed to be believers. And here's another one. Guy was sick, paralyzed. I can't remember exactly the story which one it was. But they would take him to a place where Yeshua was ministering. Packed house. Couldn't even get in. That guy's sick. He didn't have no faith. Totally dependent. Listen to that word. Totally dependent on two friends. Totally dependent on two friends and really totally dependent on Yahweh. But he had two friends that had enough faith that didn't take no for an answer and said, so, No, we're gonna get you in there. Well, how are, you gonna, how are you gonna get me in there? I can't, you know, I'm on this stretcher, I can't move. We're gonna get you in there. That's some faith, guys. You know what he did? They climbed up on the roof, peeled the roof back, and lowered their friend. That they had faith for when he didn't. And guess what the Bible says? That Yeshua touched him. Bam. Someone using not their own faith because they were weak in it. But that's what the body is about. That's what it's about. Being there for one another. Being street for one another. Encouraging one another. Hey, if you can't do it, we'll do it for you. We'll stand in the gap on your behalf. We'll fight for you. You can take. We'll, we'll give you some of our faith. Cause let me tell you something. There was probably a day coming down the road, or it happened to them some other time, that they didn't have faith for themselves, and somebody loved them enough to say, "No problem. Let's do this. Come on, we're in this together." Ugh. Well, sorry, it's crowded. Oh, we tried and leave. Uh. Uh-uh. They said, "No, we're going to we're going to go all the way with this." Why? Because they loved that guy. And they had faith for that. See how that love? They, if they didn't love that guy, they wouldn't waste their time. You want us to do what? Call the, call the stretcher moving place to take you. They said, no. We'll get you in there. And guess what? What they the the way that they expected to get him in there wasn't the way. They could have failed and said, sorry, we tried what they thought was going to get them in there, the door wasn't open. Couldn't get them in there. So guess what they did? They went to the next step. They got up on the stinking roof. Now, me and, me and uh, Johnny was up on the roof of a little haunted house, and it don't look that high. It's higher than you think it is. And it felt like, uh, I think it was one of the places that was one of Noah's stops when he had the ark when it quit raining. I think it was the building he stayed in there. And, I mean, it was like this. Then there was other ones that did like this. And it was that old roll-out sandpaper stuff. It wasn't good. And we had, like, trucks down there, and I was, like, rebar everywhere. And we're, like, so we're up there, so we're, uh, we're crawling. And Johnny was up on the, the, the peak like this right here. <laughs> and so I was doing worse than him. I was behind him going. And he said... uh, I started started sliding. Started sliding down. So I knew my belly was wet. So I pulled my shirt up and did like that. And my belly button brought the suction on that and it stopped me right there. I was good. But he says, I said, man, this is crazy. He said, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. I said, finish the verse. But of love, power, and a sound stinking mind. We don't need to be up here on this thing. But I don't even know what we did. I think we said, yeah, this is good. Call somebody else to get up here and do this. He had my vote. But anyway, they were willing to do that for somebody else. That's love, God. That's why if you're struggling and you ain't got the faith, that's when you got to have the ecclesia. You have to have the ecclesia. Just like Kim said, all of our needs are met in the ecclesia. Well, I need a plumber. Okay. Is there any plumbers in here? (laughs) Roger's not here anymore. I think everybody used Roger. But it's like, no, but I know somebody that does. That does. So here it is. And we're talking about way deeper things than the natural thing. We're talking about some spiritual things that we can walk together in. That's powerful, guys. Without faith, it is impossible to what? Please God. I know we've read that a thousand times. It's um, Hebrews eleven six. 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. See so that right there tells us if we don't have faith, we're wasting our time trying to please God. Now, let me ask you this. Did those two guys that put their friend up on the roof, was God pleased with that? They had faith. They had faith when their friend didn't. That's what it's for. It's not, well, this is my faith. No. This is about the ecclesia. Y'all see the difference? Johnny was telling us about individualism. Don't work. God ain't about individualism. He's not looking for a person. He's looking for a body. He's looking for people. One of the things he was talking about, the, the uh, Elia and stuff, with Elijah being the one to, pre- to prepare the way. Then there was John the Baptist who prepared the way of Yeshua coming he says behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world and, and Yeshua said look you need to baptize me how can I baptize you I can't even I'm not even wearing the loose your shoes he said I must obey my father Yeshua to the T he led the way he showed us and then there's the, the next group but here, here's the difference the first one was a prophet a priest he was a priest the second one was a priest Uh, John the Baptist, but let let me tell you, that ain't what God's looking for. He's looking for that body, a priesthood. You see the difference? A body that will be the one that prepares the way, that repairs the breach, prepares the way for Yeshua to come back, to, to do what? To rule and reign on the earth. What a great responsibility he has given us for that. Because we're declaring his name. People don't even know his name. We know his name. That wasn't just for no reason. So you mean to tell me that he's looking for a priesthood, not just a priest? I got all this. I got it. I got it. No. This ain't about one. The only one is to have a corporate body of multitudinous. That's what it's about. Not being alone. You know, always said this: the Lone Ranger. Well, who's that guy with him? The Indian guy. Who's that? Oh, that's my friend, Todd. Well, you ain't the Lone Ranger then. You got somebody too. But he wanted all the glory. God ain't looking for a priest. He's looking for a priesthood. A people who would declare the word to prepare the way for the return of Yeshua to come into the earth to do what the whole thing was about in Yahweh's purpose and vision of all this. To have a people who are not a people, to have a priesthood, and for Yeshua to come back and set up his kingdom and rule and reign on the earth. That's what this is all about, and I hope you see the importance of our part of opening that door To be able for him to come and do that. That is so beautiful, guys. Telling you, that is so beautiful. What a responsibility that is. That's why it's so important. Satan just fly by night, well, yeah, it's Sunday, we're supposed to go to church. No, there's a purpose, guys. There's a purpose here. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. The faith that pleases God is faith that works. And guess what? It says in Galatians 5 6 doesn't say faith just works it says this faith works by love so listen to this well that verse says without faith i can't please god but guess what the other verse says faith don't even work on its own without love so if it ain't love that's working the faith it rate true faith you can have all the faith in the world but it's, it's false faith it's faith, faith you know uh, other, other beliefs can, can believe all they want, can say all they want, and have all the faith in. A lot of them are more faithful than the, uh, hopefully not the Ecclesia, but the, the Christianity church, they're more faithful than that. But the problem is, and, and this is just fact and truth, both of them have faith. faith, And that's why we should be so thankful and appreciative that we know the truth, that we even know his name to even start off. It's so funny. He always says, "Oh, you said you're a friend, you're a friend of, of God? Well, I think the first thing you're doing is, hey, how you doing? I'm Fred. I wouldn't do that. i say, hey, I'm Joel. First thing I want to do is tell him my name, but if you don't know his name, you're probably not his friend. It's just that simple. <laughs> that simple. If it wasn't that simple, I wouldn't understand it. Listen to this. Faith works by love, Galatians 5, 6. Purifies the heart Acts 5, 9, uh, 15, 9. Overcometh the world, 1 John 5, 4. Faith without works is what? Dead. It's useless. It is no good. It's no good. Did all that work. And then you realize, Johnny's always said this, you, you climbed the ladder at success, didn't, success and you find out you're on the wrong wall. What a waste. What a waste. So faith, I got faith. I can say this and I can say that. But if you ain't got faith without works, no words, you ain't doing it. You ain't proving the fact. The, the faith is for the work. The faith. We don't have faith. Just say, I got faith. Hey, I'm faith, man. I got faith. Right, listen to this. That ain't no good. The faith is to the where we can have the work. Y'all get that? It empowers us to have work because I really believe, I'll show you how much I really believe, I'm going to walk it. Next one, Ecclesia does not tolerate the works of the flesh. The Ecclesia having crucified the flesh with its affections and lust does not tolerate the works of the flesh. Enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, selfishness, dissension. That's Galatians five, eighteen through 21. Observe that the apostle says with great emphasis, that they do such things shall not say not. That means it's not going to happen. But it's not what you get when you go to the pizza joint. Those knots, which is pretty good. All right. That they to do such things shall not inherit the kingdom. Yeah, but yeah, but nothing. Yeah, but I'm special. Oh yeah, I forgot. Your last name Snellgrove. You're special. I was on. I was on. Um, I guess it was Facebook, and these things came up, and it was all about snow growth. You know, if, if, if a snow growth can't get it done, it can't be done. I was like, yeah, I like this. You know, I said, yeah, but the problem is it's got Smith, it's got Johnson. It's probably got a lot of you two on there. <laughs> Smith, I mean, Alias Smith and Jones, right? Some of y'all don't know what that is. All right. Uh, number five, the Ecclesia has fellowship. In Christ, Ecclesia knows that if we say that we have fellowship with Christ and walk in darkness, the Bible says, guess what? We lie. That's like saying, I love you. And we don't. We're not fooling anybody. If we walk in the light, this is 1 John 1. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, not how we're in the light, but how he is in the light, that's a big difference. I'm walking in the light since they got these new lights. Walking in the light. No, we're not talking about our flesh. What's well, darkness. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship. Listen to this. The proof that we walk in his light is that we have fellowship one with another. How important is that? You mean me show how much I'm walking in the light? I don't have a body I go to. I don't have a necklace here. I've got to do my own thing. There's an individual thing. And, buddy, we will lie to ourselves. We'll make up things. You know what it says in, in 34 Philippians uh, of uh, Corinthians 5, 12, 43. We'll just make stuff up. Because there's no one to love us enough to bring judgment and correction and say, that's not true. It's amazing. Don't run from that. Run to that. Um. Uh, Fellowship with one another. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and Son. We know that the righteousness has no fellowship with unrighteousness. No friendly relations of Christ and Valal or, or sin. No communion of light and darkness. She knows that she walks in the light by keeping the commandments of Christ who says this in John fourteen fifteen. If you love me, what will we do? Keep his commandments. Hey, you want to go off and do this? Man, it'd be fun. Mm, don't think so. I love you, but I love you all way more. Ye are my friends. If you do whatsoever, I command you. How simple is that? The same guy that wrote the song, I am a friend of God, wrote a song about I'm glad... Johnny played or something. Like, I'm glad you said that was okay or something. Like that. I'm like what? Then I found out that I saw a thing there, this big reunion thing, and I'm like, who is this guy? He didn't even look like himself. He lost weight, tried to cut his hair like me. He's on this big tour, and I'm like, who is this woman? That ain't his wife. Who is this? I ain't gonna tell you what she looked like. That was. My wife knows not even thinking about wearing that. I don't think so, little children. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. She'll come to me every day. Hey, does this look okay? I said, well, could you pull up up here a little bit more? Oh, I don't want to mess my mic up. up here a little bit more. I mean, come on. I couldn't believe it. But I could. You know why? He's just caught up in the American gospel system. Just caught up. Well, that ain't too bad. Everybody's doing it. Hey, we're Hollywood. Jeez, are you kidding me? But it started off, I'm a friend of God. And if you're not doing this, the Bible says you're not his friend. But it's a good song. And it's kind of, sorry. The ecclesia is a spiritual house. Having a living faith is made up of, listen to this, lively stones. Built upon a spiritual house and holy priesthood. Not a priest. You hear the difference? Priesthood. To offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Yeshua. It is the temple of God and the spirit of God dwells in it. And if any man defile the temple of God, him shall God... Say, everything's okay. I understand. He says, God will destroy it. Christians are people taken out of the Gentiles for the name of the Lord, the name of Yahweh. See, the name of the Lord ain't His name. Now, I know we sing some songs that have Lord, usually because it rhymes with something else. But it's hard for me, to it's hard. And uh, that's why today I just put Yahweh in there for Lord, because the Lord ain't His name, it's who He is. That's like him saying uh, the, na- the name of the human, you know, me. Come on. Listen to this. They are chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that they might show forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Do we even understand? We've been told that so on. Do we even get that? That we've been brought out of darkness into His marvelous light, and if you don't understand that and you don't have that, it no matter who we are, we're still in that. He's brought us out. Don't go back. Yeah, but you remember the good old days when we used to. I've got a a sixtieth birthday thing. That everybody's want me to go to up in Columbus. I was like, it was like two years ago. Uh, I just went to the reunion. And that was, that was enough. So they knew this birthday thing, 60. And uh, they were like, B-Y-O-B, like, bring your own body. Uh, B-Y-O-W, uh, I guess woman, bring your own woman. Uh, B-Y-O-L, I guess that's uh, bring your own love. Uh, that ain't what it's talking about. I ain't understood that. I got... You know what I'm saying? They, they had a chance to, to worship me and bow down for two days last time. That's good. That's good enough. That's good enough. They want to appreciate the kingdom of God after, after that. So I'm like, man, nah. we got 40 years anniversary coming up. So that's way more important than that. But for $100, I'll send you a picture of me. I'll use one of y'all's bodies, one of your real skinny people. All right. All uh, right. Seven, the ecclesia is the bride of Christ. The ecclesia knows that when her bridegroom comes, she must have on the wedding garment it, if she is to be presented to him. Listen to this a glorious ecclesia, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but should be holy and without blemish. The spots and wrinkles. Can be eliminated by the righteousness of Christ, who is always our advocate with the Father. Aren't you appreciative of that? They don't give us a license. Prov- um, provided that we confess and forsake our sins and pray earnestly for mercy and forgiveness and go on in obedience. Ecclesia's work of impurity. Ecclesia is engaged in the work. Of, make, of, of being ready, making ready a people prepared for the Lord, for Yeshua, for Yahweh. This is, what, this is what it's for, to prepare that. And having a glorious hope based on great and precious promises, she will purify herself by purging out the old leaven of malice and wickedness, keeping the feast with unleavened um, bread of sincerity and truth. She will not compromise this work of purity by saying these things. Christ had fellowship with Judas. He was okay with it. He wasn't okay with it. And yeah, he, yeah, he knew about it. But it wasn't fellowship. That wasn't fellowship. How do you have fellowship with someone you know is going to, going to betray you? Turn you in for 30 pieces of silver let me tell you something. He was such, so righteous that no one even knew who was going to be the one that did that. Y'all heard the story. Yeshua, is it me? Am I going to be the one that's going to betray you? Am I going to be the one that's going to do Is it me? Wow. Think about that. Listen to this. Let the tares and the wheat grow together. That's going to happen. But you can't have fellowship with them. Everyone must give an account for himself. Well, they doing what I'm doing. They do what they're doing. I have nothing to do with what another says or does. It's just me. I'm just responsible for me. They can do whatever they want to. It's okay for me to do this. Let's just have peace. Can't we just have peace? can we all just get along? You must not judge. We can't judge. What? What do we judge? The fruit. Was that an apple tree or an orange tree? Well, what's it got on it? Pecans? Neither one. See the one of them. This purifying is to be done in the ecclesia, a body of Christ, the pillar and ground of the truth and the, ter- and the uh, temple of God in which his spirit dwells. And the ecclesia has a warfare. And Guess what it is? It is the flesh. It is not Satan. It isn't the devil. It's not any of these things that that we were always told is pretty much the triplets. Y'all know about them, what we've told about that. Behold, this is uh, 1 John 3, 1. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. That's 1 John 3, 1. What an honor for that. We cannot take that and not be serious about it and just you know nonchalantly just oh yeah well I, I, really, don't, I really don't have to uh, do that I really don't have to go to church I really don't have to do this well if you love God why wouldn't you you know what I'm saying I, I deal with people deal with stuff but this is really the thing that helps you get over it if you believe that This is where God's called us to be, and and we believe that God really loves us, and we really love one another. I tell people this. If there's someone in our life that is doing those things that make us not want to do it, look, don't give them that much authority in your life. You think I'm going to let somebody dictate whether I obey God or not? Who are you? I love you, but you're not going to tell me to do that. Well, wait a minute. i got the Spirit of Christ in me. And eh. No go. Next. Uh-uh. Don't give them. We go by God's authority and God's Word. Period. That is what empowers us, not those people. So they just be who they are. But we're going to be who Christ is and who Christ has called us to be. Listen to this. Love is long-suffering. Long-suffering means long and patient endurance of offense. This is true love. This is what the Bible says love is. It is long-continued gentleness in the face of of provocation. The word long-suffering carries the sense of a tremendous power of self-restraint and self-control being more powerful than the natural passions of anger and impatience. Long suffering, I, I put it with him for about 30 seconds. That's about as long as I can go. Come on. God's greater than that. Love is first and foremost long suffering. When we find ourselves becoming angry or impatient or annoyed, that is the danger sign. That is the time. And we see it. It comes up, that little check I was telling you about, that little thing in our gut, it's saying, hey, hey, don't fool with that, but we want to, because we're vengeful. Oh, oh you want some? You want some of me? And then what we do, some of you old guys like me, we'll walk around shoulder against shoulder for an hour and a half, you better get off me. Tell you right now, tell you right now, you better get off of me. Somebody better get him. I'm finna, I'm finna turn loose on you. You better get off me. Come on. You ain't gonna do nothing, you smack talker. Don't even fool with that. Don't give them that authority in our life. If you do, you better get boo! Catch them like that. But that ain't right. All right. Becoming angry, impatient, annoyed, the danger. That's our dangerous signal. Don't do that. Don't do that. Eh, 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 eh. We ignore that thing. Why? because my flesh wants to rip his head off in the name of Jesus, not Yeshua. All right. That is the time to stop and examine our hearts and seek the help of God to overcome that. We don't have to give in to it. God is greater than all those stupid things that we sung about today. He's greater than all those stupid things that we get distracted by or overcome by. Realize what it is. Listen to that That spirit of of Christ in us and his word and that gut and just go with it. You will thank us tomorrow when you're not in jail. All right. Stop and examine our hearts and seek the help of God to overcome. For it is a sign that the flesh is forging another link in the chain of our bondage to sin and death. And the only power of God, only the power of God can break that fatal chain. We're wrapping another log chain around us again. Here we go, love is kind. Well, kind of what? Kind means having a consistent disposition to do good, even when the people don't deserve it. Why well, would I be good to you? You don't deserve it. we just become like they are. To do good, express happiness. And to avoid anything that uh, uh, offends or creates unhappiness. Oh my goodness. Kind is the opposite of being harsh, mean, unfriendly, selfish. No one who is kind in the scripture sense can be any kind of any of these things. Kindness often has to be firm, but is never harsh or bitter or rough or even rude. No one who manifests these opposites uh, of kindness is kind. Nobody. If we're being that way, we're not kind. We're some kind, but we're not kind. According to the divine definition, they do not have the love without which Paul says all else is useless, and they are not, therefore, children of God. You act that way? You're not a child of God. Here's the proof. That fruit that's coming out of us is not of God. So obviously, the seed that is in us is not of God. We've got to dig that thing up and get delivered from that. And that's what is helped for. Not to put you down, condemn you, and say, I told you so. Well, guess what? There they go. Complain about somebody else who may be shortcoming, and then they jumping right into the same boat with them. <laughs> and they got a hole in the boat, they, on one end of the boat, and they both get to the other end of the boat, and so, man, I'm glad don't ain't on that end where the hole is. Some of y'all will get that in about a week. All right? They do not have the love without which, Paul says, and, um, you, it's useless, and they are not, therefore, children of God. These two characteristics, then, are the two main pillars of spiritual love. Listen to this. Long-suffering and kindness. How can you fight that? You're talking about... I've always kidded people. I said, you know, when someone's done something to you, God kind of gave us a vengeance. He said, if you just do what's right, he'll pour hot coals upon their head. And we just can't wait to see it. That's okay, brother. I love you. Everything's great. I forgive you. No big deal. When are you going to dump those hot coals on their head, God? We're not fooling anybody, are we? Not just showing of these on the surface or just at certain occasions but consistently manifested under all circumstances as the deepest and strongest motives of life. Let us measure ourselves only with the scriptural standard. Not the world standard. Man, if we measure that, we're in trouble. We're the dumpster. But we measure ourselves in what we do according to what God's word says and the checking of God's spirit in us, the rock, spirit of Christ in us, and to determine that our true stature is, to find out what it is, here's one, love of not. Man, he gets everything. I wish I had that. We should be happy. If we love them, we should be happy they got it. That way we can ask to borrow it and not have to make payments. <laughs> love desires nothing that others have. It is completely satisfied and content with the portion given to him by the infinite riches of God's grace. You know, me and Johnny's talked a lot about stuff, and, and, and uh, we always come to the conclusion God's given us our portion. This is our portion. Guess what? If it's not our portion, it's going to be too heavy for us. We don't have grace for us. Be satisfied with God's portion. Because if we get more than our portion is, trust me. God, please, let me go back to my portion. Well, That's what you, what you wanted. Be, be fulfilled with that. Be, be okay with that. God knows better than we do. Believing we truly have that, we know that everything for all eternity, and there is nothing more to have and nothing more to be desired. Here it is. Here's the Ecclesia. Here we are. Man, I wish we had another thousand. right love vaunteth not itself it does not boast or seek notice or attention made my whole body a weapon y'all know what I'm talking about it does not seek gratification through the manifestation of its abilities or knowledge or accomplishments you know what I did when I was five probably got a whipping. It is not always relating little incidents or circumstances of which it is the, it is, uh, the hero or center of attention. You know, you're talking about something and we get interrupted because if somebody outdid us. Hey, you know, I was talking. Will you tell what happened to me one time? I was, and it's always going to outdo somebody. There's a guy that we know that we always kid around and uh, we. Uh, we talk, We we did this on purpose. It was, it might have been mean, but it was funny. And just 'cause it's funny, don't make it right. But it makes it close. <laughs> this guy's always talking about something he's did. We said, man. We saw the biggest raccoon the other day. It must have been 20, 22 pounds. That ain't nothing. I caught a raccoon. My mama's garbage man. That was, was thirty two pounds. I mean, he just automatically. He's, he's got something. He's got something great greater. He said. He said when he, when I was young, I um. I, walked, I used to run every day to Danellin and back. I, I don't even like driving to Danellin. And then he said this. Then, then he said this. I got about 2% fat in my body. <laughs> oh, this ain't part of your body. Okay, your feet. Your feet. That's, come on, come on. It just proves the fact. It's all about them. We got to be all about God. All right. Uh, With divine wisdom, it sees sees through the pitiful, uh, childishness of seeking to impress others, which is at the root of most of all human conduct. I want to impress you because I'm full of one the thing that God says He hates, and that's pride. He says He hates it. Anyway, we got different things of what God hates. And whatever, whatever we like isn't one of them for some reason. Here we go, almost done. Love is not puffed up, it is free, not from any outward show, but also from um, inward pride. To be pleased and satisfied with ourselves is the most disastrous form of self deception. Love knows that all mankind is weak and ignorant and helpless and in all things entirely by the grace of God. Yeshua said, why callest thou me good? Yeshua said, why do you call me good? Are you kidding me? Yeshua said that. Why are you calling? me Never sinned. Obedient, even death of a cross. Said, why do you call me good? Oh my gosh. See, that's that spirit of Christ. That's that anointing that God gave him, which he passes now to us. And that's our attitude. Why do you call me good? You should have called me great. Don't you know who I am? He said, why do you call me good? Listen to this. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly. You're talking about a man of God, buddy. Let me tell you something. I can't of my own self, I can't of my own self, I can't of my own self do nothing. That wasn't me. He wasn't talking about me when he said that. Yeshua was talking about himself. I can't do nothing on my own. Why do you call me good? If that was the mind of Christ, what room is there for any self-approval in us? Are you kidding me? This love that is so vital to salvation is no small or trivial thing. Here's another one. Love does not behave itself unseemly. Love does not come does not act contrary to the holiness of its relationship to God. We just got to put God in another room all week. Then we come, we bring God out. God said, I'm not there. I'm at Declosillo. What, what are you What are you doing? It does not speak foolishly according to the sudden impulses of the flesh. Anybody ever done that? You said what? I said I love you. Oh, good thing. Love is always gentle and gracious and courteous and well behaved. Nothing thoughtless, changeable, erratic, ugly or rude. Wouldn't it be something if we were that way and somebody we worked with that only knew us that way came here and said, hey, Joel, what are you doing here? What are you doing? Uh, uh, Who invited you? Because I didn't. Y'all see what I'm saying? I'm going to go up here and lead the music. I told one guy, I said, this guy got mad at somebody who, didn't, who came to church, and he said, hey man, this is a true story. What are you doing here? I'll come to church. How long have you been coming here? I don't know, about 10 years. And worked with him those 10 years and never said one thing or even acted like he was a believer. Come on! We can't act like jerks and expect God to do something. we got to be in his likeness of his character. Be in the character of the ecclesia i prove I believe it because I'm going to be that. Love does not behave itself unseemly. Love does not um, act or contrary to the holiness of the of God. It does not speak foolishly. I just read that, sorry. Love seeketh not her own. That's mine. They do that in the nursery. Mine, mine. It don't matter what it is, if you got it. We've got, we got two dolls. We've got like a two-pound, what is it? A Yorkie. And I got about a 60-pound bully, about, I think she was born in our family, because she's about that tall and about this wide. I said, well, you're my lost daughter. I mean, she literally, when I her go outside, I got a video. She'll run outside, go, uh, oh, she'll jump and scratch on her back, and then she'll get on her tail and just do this. It's, I mean like this. Then she'll stop and go around, because she can't reach nothing. She can't reach her, to scratch, she can't reach nothing. So... We got this big thing that used to be my back scratcher, but that got taken from me. So anyway, so uh, I don't even know why I said that, but whatever. It, it was for somebody. I know. I felt it. Some, somebody needed it. Somebody needed it. Yes. Y'all filled the ointment. All right. Love seeking not her own. Her own what? Her own anything. Oh, I know what it was. Thank you, Lord. I know what it was. Whatever that little one's got, the big one's coming to get it. And let it I mean, for some reason, right when we walk into the door, they both go run and get these toys, which whatever my wife's a witness, we could, we could step anywhere. That little one will put these little toys I don't get it it could be under the table and for some reason our foot goes under the table and we hit it i don't it's everywhere but let me tell you they want that thing they're after it and they're going my big one to run over there and, and take it She's like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. she she actually taught him how to bark because what's well, funny it used to be that he would bark she would bark ah, yeah, yeah. we open door and i got that 60 pound boy, and they're like what is that but now they both bark. Praise the Lord. All right. Her own way. They want their own, their own desire. My way. Her own rights. I want it my right. I, this is my right. It belongs, I'm going to take. I'm going to get this. Her own advantage. Her own comfort. Her own honor. Oh my gosh. Love seeketh not her own. Me. What about me? What about me? You, 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 you. You, you, I'm going to talk about me. Y'all know what song I'm talking about. Y'all sing it all the time. I think your husband sings it to you, ladies. Love does not seek at all, but gives. Love does not seek, but it gives. So if any of y'all want to take us on, I'll let you give today. All right. Love's great secret is the knowledge that all true worthwhile pleasure is in giving, not seeking. You're never fulfilled. There is no real satisfaction in pleasing and accumulating. These only bring disappointment and frustration at the end. But giving, whether it be goods or labor or time or the yielding of any advantage, is deeply satisfying and rewarding. That is what is satisfying and rewarding. It's giving and obeying God. Nothing else. It's fun to go to a game. Guess what? Your team lost. I tried to be a Gator fan. I tried. My son worked up here. I tried every I think, Gator fan. Oh, my goodness. I know the problem. I told Mike Cash, they're cursed. Because that quarterback wrote board number 15, Tim Tebow, slash Yeshua, number. They can't win with that. that. That's blasphemy. I'll probably get a lot of stuff on that. Yeah, you're right, man. All right. Uh, deeply satisfying, rewarding, joyful, and fulfilling. It is getting closer to God and the way He operates, and that always yields pleasure and blessing and satisfaction. It's God's way. For God so loved the world, what did he do? He gave. He gave. Love is not easily provoked. This insertion of the word easily by the translators take all the power out of the true expression. All, the, all other versions correct this. The true translation is, the revised version, has it. Love is not provoked. You ever been provoked? You're provoking me? And then your wife says, "Sit down and shut up. Okay, you're provoking me to go sit down. Provoking me. Or so that is provoking. We are actually saying, I do not love. You let me, yeah. You don't love. I am permitting the flesh to rule in my life. Well, you're being really Christ-like today. Praise the Lord. Come on. And not the Spirit. I am not big enough to be on God's side. If we examine ourselves by the the light of God's Spirit spirit word, we often find out our fleshly self-assertion Uh, We are declaring our own condemnation and glorifying in our shame. Let us think of this before we blurt out our feelings. Psalms uh, 119 says, chapter 119, declares the same searching truth that love is not provoked. You can't provoke me, I love you. Let's Let's go check it. If we are provoked, we have not found the power of God, of love. David says, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. I'm offended. What's it say? Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Because we got great peace. We got great peace. And all because... You got a little bit of bigger stake than I got. I'm offended. Almost done. I'll get through here. Love thinketh no evil. Love taketh no account of evil. Well, look what you did to me. Let me write that down. Let me get my phone out. Um, Butthole. All right, right here. We're going to look up his name on my list. Uh, We're changing it from Joel Snowgrove to butthole. He moved up from J up to B. Yeah. And all of a sudden, our whole attitude is about that. We have unforgiveness. We think about it. Oh, we always do, vengeful, wanting to get back at that person. Don't give them that authority. God is greater than that. We said it. God's greater than all these stupid things that we have to deal with. And it's funny because when I was singing that, I had no idea I was even going to mention that. But you know how it is. All right. Let us think this before we blurt out our feelings. All right. Love thinketh no evil. I think I'm about done here. Oh, man, it ain't even 12. I told them I'd be done about a quarter till. But they didn't, I didn't say what time. All right, I'm just going through these. Love thinketh no evil. Love taketh no account of evil. Let me jump through here. Love rejoiceth not in iniquity. Ah! I knew it! <laughs> you do that to me, buddy. You're going downhill. Rejoice in, in, in somebody's falling. I knew it. I knew it the whole time. No, you didn't. You didn't know that the whole time. Now you're worse than them because you're lying. And you're full of pride and everything else that gets God's uh, characteristics of an ecclesia. Isn't it amazing? But we're growing, ain't we, guys? There, but rejoiceth with the truth. Oh, yeah. Somebody tell me the truth. Please. But people that say they love you, but they're really in love with themselves, and preachers who, won't, who ain't willing to have the guts and be a real man and stand up and declare, I was wrong, this is what the real truth is, have even told us that they know what we're preaching is right, but they can't preach it in their church. You know why? Because it ain't about their people, and it obviously ain't about the truth. We better be glad we don't have that. We got just the opposite. Go the extra mile with that. I appreciate it. Rejoices with the truth. Here we go. Love beareth all things. What does love beareth? All things. What if it's things I don't like? All things. What if it's things I want to get back at them? All things. What if they really made me mad? All things. Listen to this. Love believeth all things. Translation says, they always think the best. (laughs) Oh, boy. They always think the best. And not the I knew it thing. And then when someone does good, we get jealous, and then we put that down. Well, why did they get that far? Come on, guys. That ain't the ecclesia, And that's why we're not going to act that way. Right? I say, right? But listen to this. Love hopes all things. We got hope. We got our greatest hope is the resurrection. And oh, here we go. Love, listen to this one, endureth all things. That's why that is so important. And that has to be the basis of what we, why we do what we do. Because we love. Because if I, if I love Coach Danny, I'm not going to go to his house when no one's there. If someone does that there, I promise you it wasn't me. And rob from him. him. Why? Because I love him. He's 63 to one. He just turned 60. Yeah. I said, welcome to the 60s. I told you if he got any better looking, he'd be me. And if he was a two feet shorter, he'd be me. And 150 pounds more. All right. Love endureth all things. It endures all things. It endures all things. It endureth all things. Endureth all thing. I got faith, but if it ain't by love, it ain't real faith. Love endureth all things. That word means to stand firm, to be unshaken, and unmoved in the face of difficulty, attack, and hardship. I ain't moving. I don't feel, I don't feel good. Things don't seem as going my way. But my trust is not in those circumstances. It's not in these situations. My hope and my trust is in Yahweh. And there's not anything too difficult for Yahweh. Have that faith. Because that's true faith. Because it works by love. Finally, love never. Say never. I can't hear you. I can't hear good today. Fails. What would you put your money on? If you were the, if you were at the, the table, or what would you put your numbers on to get that twenty four billion? The word love here means this right here, and if you get this right here, it'll never fail. I think I'm gonna pick uh, something else. Put your stock in love because it endures all things and it never, ever, 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 ever fails. Now it may not work the way we think it we it should. Well, man, I don't think it will work. All that, I don't just keep enduring because it's going to endure and it will never fail you, ever. We're the ones who fail. We're the ones that give up. We're the ones who don't endure. We're the ones that complain about, God didn't do this, God didn't, let him do it. Because God is love, which means that God cannot fail. You're talking about a name. There's your name, Yahweh. Love never fails. This it never wears out. It never dies. It never comes to an end. The apostle points out that this is the only human attribute that carries over into eternity. Think of that. We can have all this stuff, but if we don't love, we don't get it. God is love. And God so loved, he gave. If we have this, we shall endure. If we love, we will endure. If we love, we will not sin against our brethren. If we love, we won't uh, be jerks. If we love, we will want somebody else to prosper. If we love, we'll be glad that they prosper. Not mad. That's loving myself. That ain't love. That's, That's carnal. If we have this, we shall endure. If we lack this, we pass away. With, with the per- perishing world. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in, in tongue, but in deed and in truth. That goes back to what we read earlier with that. I'm going to just close with that 1204. Okay, my my clock, I put it way up, about 15 minutes up, I think, ahead, ahead of time. But I hope this encouraged you. I know it's simple. I know what I've heard that, well, we need to be reminded. You know how many times we watch Andy Griffith? I done found Pluto. Is it Pluto? I said, This is free? I watched 24 7 all day.